following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from Dallas Cowboys training camp in Oxnard, California. First hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. All present and accounted for on a Thursday here in Oxnard, California. One week down, two weeks to go. Cowboys Camp 2019. Unbelievable. We're already through a week here. The team arrived here last Thursday. They will be departing in two weeks for Hawaii. Are you ready to go already? Well, I'm I'm actually just here for four more days. I'm two-thirds of the way through my stint here. Well, that's too bad because you're going to miss this weather. I am, and we got the marine lair this morning, and the Cowboys returned to the practice field today after the players had a day off on Wednesday. It's an afternoon practice. If you're in the area, come on out with a 3.30 start time on practice this afternoon, 5.30 central time, and uh, so much to get to as we get started here on another edition of Talking Cowboys. This is the first of four straight days of practice out here. It will culminate on Sunday Evening Dallas time, 6 o'clock Dallas time, we'll be airing the uh, Dallas Cowboys annual blue-white scrimmage on Texas 21 in Dallas-Fort Worth and right here on DallasCowboys.com. So this is the lead-up to that. Everyone enjoy your off day yesterday, even though we did, we were here for another edition of Talking Cowboys yesterday morning. I figured out that without practice, without press conference, without interviews after practice, we saved five hours of work, of of just doing stuff, doing stuff to yeah. gather stuff yeah. to do our work. Right. Yeah. For me, it was a good day to get caught up on things I needed to ca- get caught up with as far as you work your, goes. You got your I've blue got my, or your San Francisco. I'm, what are you getting ready? Well, for? no, I'm just. It's just getting narrowed in on right. players, uh, Body mainly types, the, mainly the rookies yeah, yeah, on this exactly, roster. Exactly. Getting ready for not only the scrimmage on. Uh, uh, Sunday, Sunday yeah. but also you know the preseason games. We got all four preseason games this year. Sure do. So. Sure do. I'll tell you so. what, we never really seem to take the day off. You know, we're we're pretty much in that tent at least for a couple hours, and then because what they do is the Cowboys use that time usually to work out guys. They will work out guys on you. Maybe make a couple roster moves. Yeah, and they made one yesterday. They did. You want to get to that roster move yesterday, sure, Mickey? Go ahead. Well, the roster move is. I saw them working the four guys out. So, and yeah. so they couple bring tight ends, couple linebackers. Couple time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then they decide to sign Justin Phillips, who was with the team right after the draft. It was let go earlier in the offseason. Back now, a rookie out of Oklahoma State and Pearland, Texas, and uh, they released Larry Allen Jr. yesterday. Yeah, it. You know what? And this is what I'll say about Larry Allen Jr. Don't feel sorry for the young man because he's got a degree from Harvard. He's better off than a lot of us right now. And uh, I think he's going to go on and do great things. I will say this about Larry Allen, and I know we were talking about it kind of in a little pre-show here, that Larry Allen came into camp and actually looked better than he did in the OTAs and minicamps. The five weeks that he had to be at the facility and lift and work on nutrition and stuff like that, let's be honest, you know, Ivy League, Harvard and all that, yeah, they've had some players that have played in this league, but the strength program's not the same. You know, and he, he came in. I think he took advantage of that. He looked okay out here. I was worried about him getting run over. Uh, you know, he looked undersized. He looked overmatched and all that in the, during the OTAs. But came out here, and I think for the most part, though, kind of did himself proud. You know, Mickey said he saw him on the way out of the place. And, you know, he's probably disappointed that it ended this quickly for him. But I kind of saw him as if he made the practice squad, it was going to be a – it was going to be uh, him – just really blowing people away. I thought that was really the best level that I could see uh, him attaining at the time. And I promise you, that was not easy for Jerry Jones to do. No. Because the relationship he has with that family, his dad, and I'm sure they would have liked to take him all the way through preseason and see what he could do to try to make the team make the practice squad. But it's about getting the right 90 guys on the the field, the best 90 you can get, and and that's the decision they made. But like you said in the offseason, Brian, 
Larry Allen Jr. has already won. He's won this he's, game. He's won. He's won. He's, he's got a degree in Absolutely. biomedical engineering. He is going to go do great things in this world. Yep. Absolutely. What's biomedical engineering? What do you do with biomedical yeah. engineering? Well, do many more things than what you would do on a practice <laughs> squad in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he'll gonna, make more. He's, he's going to make more in a day than he'll make on a week in a practice squad. <laughs> and, you know what, and you know what happened? They Their, their hand got forced because they got short on linebackers. So yeah, they, that's the next question. Right. Yeah. They needed to make a move. Yep. I think they were down two linebackers. Yes. And well, the, and then Sean two, Lee. Well, and also two. And, and Andrew, Andrew Dow, Dow has Dow. practiced yeah. also. Yeah. yeah. So. And Andrew Dow is one of the uh, college free agents out of uh, Michigan, Michigan State. State, right. And just getting uh, Covington back. Right. So. See, and it's funny you say that, you know, a hard cut for uh, Jerry Jones and the relationship he yeah. has. I don't know if necessarily Jerry Jones would visit with a down-the-line player mm. i think that that will or somebody would probably say okay hey thank you very much move on the he, fact that the owner general manager says goodbye to you and thank you and shake your hand jerry jones meets with players don't get me wrong about this but he also but i don't know if he would meet with a guy that you know it's like okay we got to make a roster move okay get jerry in here to say goodbye usually jerry's like you know he he lets yeah. will or somebody else handle that and but the fact he took the time because of the relationship with the family. He'll probably be seeing dad this weekend in Canton, Ohio. Absolutely. Too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's and, and they've known him. I mean, he grew yeah. up on the sideline right. in the locker room at some right. of these games. I right. mean, when they were winning Super Bowls. Yeah. By the way, we've got football tonight. Sure do. Hall of Fame game is tonight. Yeah. Mm. Mickey looking Atlanta. at me quizzically. Denver and Atlanta. Oh, yes. that's right. Denver and Atlanta. I was They're thinking t- the game was, no, it's, was it's, Sunday. They've moved I, I forgot. Yeah, they it's, moved now it's it. Back I only covered the Cowboys, two of them on Right, Thursday. on a Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. And, of course, Gil Brandt goes into the Hall of Fame uh, this weekend. Jerry Jones, the presenter. Gil was going from here to Canton. Yeah, so he was out here on Monday. It was a great honor. I got invited to his uh, ceremony. Oh, I really? Was, I, yeah, he, he was nice enough. It's so weird. You get a call from Canton, Ohio on your phone, and you're like, What's this? So that's all? how it works. Yeah. I, well, I got a call. Yeah. They yeah. they invite you, and I and I had to. I called Gil and had to decline that's that because number well, I didn't recognize. Yeah. There no. you go. Well, no. <laughs> no I, I mean, I had to. I mean, he he was nice enough to invite me into his induction ceremony, and I I had to decline because of the work we're doing sure. here and stuff like that. But it, what a what a great honor that a man who really the godfather of scouting, the godfather of all the things that guys like myself that we we have jobs in the National Football League or had jobs. Because of stuff that Gil Brandt did in scouting and, and the way that he formulated his department. Gosh, he worked with some great scouts throughout his career and stuff. So it's nice to see personnel men be included into the Hall of Fame uh, uh, ceremony. And those and his bust will sit right there very proudly among all those great players. Is the induction at night or during the day? It's Saturday night, right? So Saturday we, night. Can, we can get you can done, check it out. Absolutely, we yeah. Can see it yeah. live. Right. Yeah, That's right. great. Yeah. And, um, He'll go on for a while now. Gil will tell yeah. some stories. If he starts <laughs> telling some stories, right? Yeah, good for him. Because when he told me the story about the first training camp, I, I, I learned something new because they had a split camp. You know, everybody right. knew they went to Forest Grove, Oregon. That was first but they Pacific had, University. Yeah, but they had to play games in the Midwest, preseason games, and so they found a place in uh, Delafield, Wisconsin, at a military academy. And uh, he said he went and visited the place kind of did a site inspection in April, and he said the place was just appalling. The dorms were terrible. The lights were dim. He said there were bats flying around in the building. Sounds like a perfect place to have and football he, And camp. he said the, command, <laughs> the commander told him, hey, don't worry. We're refurbishing all this stuff, and when you guys get back here in August, we'll have it all spruced up. Not so much. Not so much. They <laughs> showed up, and they sent the players – into those dorms bats were still flying around you could barely see and he said the next morning when he woke up there was a big statue on the on the uh on the campus of the military academy and some of the players went and hung him in effigy (laughs) they got a they got a dummy thing and a rope and hung it on the on the statue because it's like gill you brought us here. They had to fly, like, from San Antonio on a DC-6, so an airplane, right, yeah. uh, to, to Milwaukee and bus two hours to this military academy to practice for, like, 
maybe a week before they went to the next game. One other part of the history lesson from uh, Mickey here. The first year of the Cowboys in 1960, and of course this is the 60th year of Dallas Cowboys football. They were there at Pacific University, probably got there basically July 4th. I mean, July, <laughs> you know what? Six preseason July games. July 9th, and he remembered the day he told me we showed six up. So, preseason so games, six preseason games. So we're talking, we're talking about <laughs> yeah, they but, had six but preseason check out the games. Travel. Check okay, out they had the six travel. preseason games. Okay, and we're, I just started this show talking about we're one week down, we got two weeks to go. How are we going to make it the next two weeks? <laughs> and they started, so they started July 9th in, uh, in Oregon. Their first preseason game was August 6th in Seattle against San Francisco. So that's a month of training So camp. then they were there probably another week, okay, because their second preseason game was in San Antonio. Right. So they traveled from Seattle to San Antonio. They played St. Louis in San Antonio. Then they played a home game against Baltimore six days later. So maybe they, they, I'm sure they stayed in Dallas during that week. And then they headed off to where you're talking about. Their, their next preseason game was at Louisville. Uh, what? At Louisville against the Giants on August 27th. Then September 4th, they came back out here at Pendleton, which I guess is Camp Pendleton where they filmed no, the Gomer no. Pyle show. It's, or, it's, 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 it's Oregon. Oh, Pendleton, back to Oregon. Pendleton, Oregon against L.A. And then at Minnesota against Green Bay to close it out. So that, they were, that must have been when they went to Wisconsin. Yeah. But they had alcohol. <laughs> My gosh. So – their, their preseason in 1960 started on July 9th in Oregon, and their – whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Okay, their last preseason game was September 11th. Their first regular season game wasn't until September 24th, another two weeks after that last preseason game. But it's a so good they thing. started July 9th, and then they finally played their first regular season game September 24th. And they won their only game amongst those six preseason games. In Louisville against the Giants. Yeah. Because Jerry said that they're going to kick their butts. Yep. <laughs> and, and they did. And the, and the, game, the game they played against, um, was it, uh, did they play Baltimore? Yes. They beat yes. like 14 to 10 or six. Yes, they did. Mo, you got a great memory so, there. No, I looked it up. No, no, I looked it up. It was Johnny Unitas to Lenny Moore in the final minute of the game. And why were they playing in Louisville? Why were they? That's where Johnny Unitas is from. Why was Johnny Unitas played for the Giants? No. No, no. Oh, no. No, not Louisville. Oh, you're talking about the Baltimore game. The Baltimore game. The next week they played in Louisville. That's where I got confused. That was the only game. All right, let's go to Periscope. Cowboys. Yeah, how about, yeah, Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) That was Cowboys. That was Cowboys. What are you talking about? I know. That was a tribute to Gil Brandt. It is. Was, You're not going to diss our tribute to no, Gil Brandt. No, I love Gil. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I am. Uh, okay, well, we're going to Periscope. And thanks again for everybody in Periscope that's kind of hanging out with us today. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, but, Mickey, since we do have a question about I'll start with you on this one. Uh, how is Travis Frederick looking in camp so far? We'll just kind of rehash what we talked about yesterday. You kind of had an idea oh, 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 about the, Travis Frederick in camp. His first padded practice, and yeah. I thought, uh, you know, his strength was good. Uh, he was worried about his power in his legs, and I yeah. think that was good. But he was just a, a tick off. His, yeah. his steps were just a tad uh, behind, I think, what he would want to be. He even said it's going to take a while. He hadn't been in pads for a year, mm-hmm. probably more than a year, uh, by the time they figured out what was wrong with him last year. And then the shoulder surgery, the umbilical cord, the umbilical hernia. I said cord. They <laughs> didn't have one of those, right? Uh, and... Uh, uh, and, but other than that, you know, he just needs to get back out there, and they're going to ease him back in. And you know, but yeah, he, he he'll improve. But it was it was a good sign. His strength and his power was there. Uh, now he just needs to figure out the mass confusion in front of him. I looked it up. It was just about a year ago, maybe a little less, because it was in camp. He he left camp, went to L.A. I think to see doctors. Right. And at the time, they thought stingers. And then he kept getting second opinions, and he found out late August was, last year was when they found out about the GBS diagnosis. So, yeah, it's been a long time, and expect him just to adjust to the speed of the game as he keeps going. Overall impression of Dak Prescott so far. Glad you mentioned Dak Prescott. And, and I've, been in, I've been impressed with him. And, and one of the things that I – 
have every year it seems like I'm more impressed with his conditioning. Uh, he comes into camp, it's slimmer and slimmer every year it seems like. I had a conversation with him last year about it and his weight, he puts on weight as the season goes on, but I think it's really a credit to his off-season conditioning. I remember two years ago, maybe after his rookie season, Mickey, you and I were taping a, a blitz show in the locker room, and here comes da- this was yeah. in, this was in early March before the off-season program had started, and here's a sweating Dak coming out off the practice or out of the weight room or whatever, you know, to uh, into it to his locker and. I thought that was a signal that, okay, here it is. He's the only guy up there, and he's working out. But I think he looks he looks, he looks, looks sharp this offseason with his well, passing, yes. accuracy, and so yeah. forth. And I think there's a lot of reason to think that this his game is going to elevate even further this year. And I'm sure when he came walking through, I probably said something smart like, oh, did you hit a rain shower out there coming in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'll sweat you up now. I told, that, I told that to Parcells one day. Oh, he was walking down. <laughs> go over. He was he was walking <laughs> down the hallway. Like he didn't get fired. And he was he had one of those gray T-shirts. You oh, know no, how the yeah, sweat yeah, shows yeah. on the gray T-shirt. He used to do his coaching show that way, didn't he? <laughs> and I said, didn't sweat? No, 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 no. 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 I love it. The blue sweat top, and he would be sweating while he was doing the show. So yeah. I still change into yeah. a suit, man. I, I told him. I said, "What'd you do? Take a hose and hose yourself down?" <laughs> he goes. I was working out. Uh, he does the uh, elliptical, elliptical, I think, his yeah, thing. Trust me, I know that. <laughs> I did it for an hour, and I yeah. said, oh, and then he looks at me. You work out? Yeah. <laughs> and he started asking me all these questions about my physical. You know, like, yeah. do you get a physical every year? Uh, right. <laughs> yes, coach. <Whoa. laughs> How do you weigh 150 pounds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys seeing any difference at Kellen Moore's No See? Anything different? that you kind of feel like that, you know, that maybe is a little bit different from what you saw with Scott Linehan, personnel groups. Some of the personnel groups are different. Um, Some of the pre-snap movement, which is what they talked about. I mean, it's – what do the Rams do? They do a lot of window dressing, right? But their offense doesn't necessarily change a whole heck of a lot. Right. Uh, The other thing is the ball – I would say the ball's going downfield more. But they tried that last year in yeah. camp. They tried yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of go routes and stuff. They just didn't connect a Until lot. Until the quarterback year. starts getting sacked fifty-six times during mm. the season. That is true, Mickey. Uh, I, I got one thing oh, on, on, on Kellen Moore. Yeah. Um, and it's tongue in cheek. Okay. It's all this work on the Boise State hook and lateral and the Statue of Liberty that ah, I noticed the big difference. Yeah, there out you here. go. That is yeah, a tongue in cheek right there. <laughs> and the five wide receiver sets. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of wide receivers, Mickey, how has Jalen Guyton been looking to you? Chances he makes a team? Do you think it's going to come down to one of those guys, one of those? The I don't know. He's, com- he's coming on. Yeah. You know, I, like I think everybody saw John Vay in the OTAs and the mini camps, but uh, since we got out here, and especially when the pads come on, uh, people can't. You know, he's another guy. They can't run with him on the nine route. Yeah, he'll he'll blow right by you. And he does a good job of adjusting the ball and catching it. Well, I think uh, he got it down. Contort, yeah. Contorting his body. Same way he did against Denton Geyer when he played at Allen. That's right. <laughs> Same way at North Texas, uh-huh. right? Anything there, Rob? Could both of those guys make the team? Is it possible? Well, it's gonna. I think it would take attrition at the wide receiver position. Yeah. I think. Well, although I mean, you know. Not, with Alan Hearns not here, there, there, there's, there's part spot. of the attrition so him, right there. Give him, give him, give him Tavon. That's four. Yeah, there's two you, spots. You have two more spots. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Noah Brown yet. He's probably going to be. And that's not a good thing. Yeah. No, but somebody on the show said it yesterday. Whether you like it or not, he's a special <laughs> teams guy. They like him. Well, that, maybe these yeah. guys can play special I know teams. They can. You'll saddle up with Keith O'Quinn. He'll tell you that about that special team. Cedric, C- Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson showed up a little bit too. He, yeah. He's pl- space. I'll get it out. Play yeah. special teams. Yeah. Reggie Davis can return kicks. Reggie maybe. Davis does not look bad. I'm interested in the fact he's that he's returning punts. Returning punts. Yeah. Because if he could show enough there, maybe that's enough to get a spot. But I mean, his speed. I don't know if anybody runs quite like him. Straight yeah, line speed straight on line this speed, roster, right, except Tavon Austin. I'll quote Chris Hall when I asked him about his speed. Chris Hall said, and Chris is kind yeah. of the 
what like director Co- of, coordinator of college scouting. Yeah, coordinator. Mm-hmm. And he said that guy can run out of sight. Yeah, yep. his socks right. move faster than everyone else's socks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it, it's unbelievable. All right, let's uh, we'll get to more yeah, Periscope sure. questions yeah, coming up yeah, here. Absolutely. Also, yeah. I'm on Twitter at CBS11 Bill Jones. We've got our uh, car wash with Dak today. Right, uh, the local TV stations uh, talking with Dak. I want some questions for Dak. I've got my own questions, but I want to throw it out there. If you got any questions for Dak, and the other thing I want to get into in our next segment, there's a lot of talk about the talent on this team this is the best talent on a cowboys team since when when we come back on talking cowboys Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com terms and conditions apply you want the most interesting up to the minute dallas cowboys news straight from the star in frisco how about exclusive and on command that's right news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else with our exclusive cowboys content on alexa you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's steven jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues from here in Oxnard, California. Cowboys hit the practice field for a walkthrough this morning, shortly after we get off the air. And this afternoon they practice. In fact, uh, the next four days, they're all afternoon practices, Thursday through Sunday. And then their next day off will come on Wednesday. First preseason game is a week from Saturday. Santa Clara against the 49ers. Second preseason game will be in Hawaii against the Rams. They leave here in two weeks on uh, Thursday, August 15th for that preseason game. That's when they break camp. And then they will have, the Cowboys made the announcement yesterday, the official announcement, the training camp in Frisco that will be free and open to the public. It's um, as we welcome back football uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, August 20th through the 27th, and uh, you can find the details on that on DallasCowboys.com. We take your questions here on uh, Periscope with Brian, and uh, good numbers on Periscope, as usual, I'm sure. Yes. And Mickey wants to bring up something about Michael Thomas' contract with the Saints, how it might relate to Amari Cooper. I think... Mm. Oh, Microphone oh, first. Oh, oh, oh. I think the Cowboys would love to sign Amari Cooper to Michael Thomas's contract because when you go inside the numbers, uh, basically it's a 
three-year, $45 million deal that they can get out of. But wait, it was announced as five, five years, years, $100 million. And it's, it's really not? five years nine, up to $96 million, okay? Not 100 96 Whoever reported the 100 kind of pushed the envelope a little bit to make it sound better. But they Agent. can get out of this contract after three years. Now, there'll be $8 million of dead money. They can get out of it after four years with only $4 million dead and $60 million paid out. So four years, $60 million. The guarantee runs out after four years. So that to me, my simple math tells me that's $15 million a year. Would you... Be okay with Absolutely. signing Amari Cooper Absolutely. to a fifteen yeah. million dollar deal. Yeah, it was announced as sixty one guarantee. I think right. that's so. more in line to what they would like to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the last two years of his contract that aren't guaranteed totaled thirty four million dollars. Thirty four in the last two years of just basically uh, signing or, or base salary. Uh, the other thing is, I don't know if everybody can see this, but there's a list of contingencies here that he can earn if he does this this or this and it all adds up to a couple million dollars more so it's like i just give you one example in 2023 his per game active bonus is 31,250 a game so that's five hundred thousand uh, dollars he he also has some incentives where if he check this out 12 touch any of these, 12 touchdowns, 1,400 receiving yards, 1,400 receiver yards, and a playoff game, 100 receptions, 100 receptions, and a playoff game, he can get $375,000 for each of those incentives. After Drew Brees retires. So, yeah, so there's a lot <laughs> of funny money in there that right. makes it look like, oh, it's $20 million a year. It is not $20 million a year. It's $15 million a year when you deal with where the guarantees are. And they didn't change his base salary much uh, for this year. It's only like $1.6 million because he handed them $20 million signing bonus. Right. And what I've been told is because of the, the, the way the CBA is going to be or is structured for next year, the signing bonuses are going to be smaller. Right. They're going to be smaller so that you can get out of the contract and there'll be more of these big base salaries right. because of the 30% rule. So don't get all fired up. And, you know, and Stephen Jones, you know, he was on uh, the ticket the other day, or yesterday it was. I encourage you to listen to 105.3. Yes, but mm -hmm. he was on the ticket. And <laughs> right. if I'm going to give him credit for the quote, absolutely. <laughs> Stephen said, we can't push the issue unless we want to be a market setter, and we're damn sure not going to be a market setter because of all the things that go with being a Dallas Cowboy. So basically, what he is saying, we got to do Amari, we got to do Zeke, uh, we got to do Dak, and he goes, and it's not Jerry's money, it's the money that would go to other players that we have to be careful so we can sign. And, and then he went on and talked about Byron Jones got to be signed, Lael Collins got to be signed. Jalen Smith's got to be signed. Elite Collins. And, and L.C. Collins. Yeah. So there's other guys that they've got to worry about. I don't know what the Saints have to do. Right. But $15 million a year when Mamari's making $14 million this year, I'd, I'd do it tomorrow. That's interesting you brought that up because the fans are fired up because the reaction was, all right, you saw Wentz get a deal. Does the market go up for Dak now? All right, you saw Michael Thomas get a deal. Why are they waiting so long and letting other teams set the market? That's just not how they view it, though. Right, exactly. And you know what? If you look on the inside of, of Wentz's deal and you, you consider what he's getting paid this because it's an extension. So the, the years of base salaries he has still counts. And if you count those along with the, ex, the, the extension, it would average over the next six years like 20, $27 million a year. Would you do that with Dak right now? Absolutely. Absolutely you would. So he's not a $30 million a year man when you consider what he's got to make first before he gets to the extension. So my word out to everybody is look inside the contract. Don't take the number that first comes out because that's an agent number, and all he's doing is advertising for his business to be able to sign the next guy, and he can say, look, I got Michael Thomas the biggest contract ever for a wide receiver which I don't 
All I know is I, I think Odell Beckham Jr.'s is like $18 million a year. Can I ask a question? Maybe it's a little bit off topic here, but I was just sitting there listening to Mickey, and it's a great analogy or a great explanation of what's going on. As much as Jerry Jones loves the players, you know, and wants to take care of the players, do you think this whole thing with Zeke has shook him a little bit? That his, you know, and I I'm, I know I'm asking an unfair question here because I'm asking you to jump into Jerry Jones' minds, but you guys all know Jerry. You know, he's had such loyalty to his guys. Is Does this, does this shake him going forward that he thought, you know what, okay, I, 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 I put my neck out for this guy. I drafted him. I wanted him here. And with all he's gone through. Off all, the all the things he's gone through, the fights he's had with Roger Goodell, the fights he's had with the league, the legal fights and all that. The Ah, oh, he's going to play this week. No, he's not going to play. Yes, he's going to play. No, I mean, does this, does, this I shake, think, does this shake Jerry Jones? No, because I think he's mad that it's happening, and yeah. he's done a very good job of controlling himself. Although in the press conference, he, he started getting to the – crux of the matter there right i don't think he gets mad at the player i think he gets mad at the agent okay okay because he's just following along zeke didn't wake up one morning and go you know what i think i'm gonna hold out right so no. someone told him they're gonna somebody told him this is how we're so gonna some, get your money so someone someone he woke up and someone said listen you know they're th- they're gonna give you 400 carries again this year you okay with that you think that's kind of how – I mean, and, Zeke's like, nah, just let him I, – I like to play. No, he and, saw what's happening with Melvin Gordon. Sure, no, but, but and, and, someone and, told him, hey, they're going to give you 400 carries, 400 touches again. I mean, year. it was like Emmett's first rookie year. Sure. He wasn't mad at Emmett. Yeah. He didn't even hardly know him. Yeah. But he sure knew those two agents, and he wasn't really happy with them. I agree with you up to a point. Up to a point, because at the end of the day, who works for who? Yeah, but I'm telling you – Agents, he's 24 years. You think Zeke understands the salary cap rules? Do you think he understands what market value is? Somebody had to explain it to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, you get and he's a smart guy. I'm not trying to say he, he, he he's some sort of dummy because if you talk to the players, he's a smart dude. I just know well, that I just know when the tank deal got done. It was Demarcus Lawrence getting on the phone with Stephen Jones and saying, "Let's figure this out." Okay, because so I I, I, need, I need surgery and I want to play this year. There you go. So will it have to come to that point? Maybe it does. Well, then you know? maybe it will. But I'm saying the agent's running this thing. So uh, it's uh, the reaction from the Foundation 77 on Twitter. Question for Dak would be to call Zeke. So Zeke, Coop, and himself leave their agents at home and have all three deal with the Joneses and McClay to get a deal done is what he <laughs> Bobby, Just get everybody Bobby, in a room. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Wagner did his own deal in Seattle. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's and, right. And he, and he got a great deal. Probably ten percent. Yeah, well, that's at a market for Jalen Smith. But I don't know if without an agent <laughs> yeah. you could do all this. You know, well, See, yeah. I just, I just yeah. wanted to know if, because like I said, Jerry Jones is so loyal to his players. He really is loyal. He'll do anything he can to help his players along. Even you know, we've had people ask about any update on Randy Gregory. I, I haven't heard anything on Randy Gregory. But think about him just going to bat. Him, think of him trying to give an extra three hundred thousand dollars to randy gregory on really a, a contract extension knowing that potentially this could happen where randy gets suspended for the whole year at least randy could have some money to live on you know i mean yeah. that, that's you're, you're an owner and you're saying you know what i gotta we gotta find a way to help him we gotta find a way to help this guy and i just wonder if if you know maybe someday i'll i'll ask here if i see him i'll say does your confidence shaken when uh, on players this way I think you might be right. We don't know for sure. But I, I think but Mickey's right about the agent. But I, yeah, I just wonder if it's I, like, man, I'm busting my ass to try and help the situation. Just that. And, tw- I, and, I, and, you're, that- and what are you doing to me? You know, I, I don't have many campaigns left. I don't have many campaigns to walk yeah. up there and try and win a Super Bowl. I assemble the best team I can. You know, I've, I've paid linemen. I've paid uh, you know, I've paid all these defense players. I've paid people, and I'm trying to win this damn thing, and you're, and you're not helping me right now. And these guys are now, they've got you know, the core players, sure. uh, meaning even Dak and Zeke, they are now going to their fourth year. So right. they are in the prime of, right. okay, they, there's no none of the rookie stuff. It's, okay, how good are they going to be right. the second year or the third right. year? Now they are in it, okay? Yeah. So and, you'll get your answer to that if they enforce the fines. You think so? Which they they can do now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
No, I mean, I mean the um, and and ask go for, after and ask for the fifteen yeah. percent of his six, signing bonus. Six hundred thirteen. Six hundred thirteen. Yeah. And what day did you say we were? This is if you count Friday, like reporting. This is seven days, right? Right. Right. So that's forty thousand dollars a day. That's two hundred eighty thousand dollar already that he uh, can be fined. A, a max of if 40. they want to, yeah. If they right. want to, if they want to enforce it, yeah. and then now the six hundred thirteen on the signing bonus, and it can go up one percent each day until it gets to twenty five percent. Can I ask another question? Do you think that Jerry and them are playing this, knowing that Zeke can't match the pot if Jerry calls? You know, in the po- using poker terms. What do you mean can't match the pot? Zeke doesn't have the money to match oh, the pot. Oh, oh, the, oh, the fine pot? Well, yeah, not the fine pot, but just maybe overall. Maybe he doesn't have every dime. Maybe he's not Terrence Newman and has every, you know, knows you know, knows where his first nickel was. Well, I, do, you, uh, do you think they're playing a game where, where Jerry's looking at him and going, okay, I know you don't have enough money to match that pot. That's possible, but I go back, I think I said this when this he first held out, is – it's a precedent thing. They can't. They're so. We just mentioned all these guys are going to be up for deals after this current group. You can't set a precedent of. Oh, there's no question. Uh, you're right about okay, that. Okay, yeah. you're not here. We yeah. got to get you a deal done. You and Mickey said that. You and Mickey I mean, said that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. All right, I thought of this this morning. How much is it on the agent or Zeke's mind that the head coach is going in the last year of a contract? I don't think he cares at well, all. Well, the, the, from this standpoint, but, uh, but it's a good, from this, a from good this standpoint, yeah. This offense is based on Zeke being a key member of it. Right. If if you changed coaches after this year and you brought in, now I'll throw out Lincoln Riley. Sure, but and but Lincoln Just Riley, Coach would, A, he would he yeah. would love yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Right. So let's say a college coach who spread it out and yeah. they don't rely Mike Leach. They don't rely on a so running back. I to, could use to do what this yeah, offense asked him to do. Right. Is that on their mind at all that we need to get our money now because we don't know what's going to happen even six months from now going, with this with this offense and what Zeke means to this team six months from now because of the uncertain status of the head coach? It's not a bad thought. No, I don't disagree. But I don't know that you can do what you're saying they could do in one off season. Well, and, and the reason I ask that is there's a lot of people who say, well, he's got two years left on his contract. He needs to honor his contract. He makes and, $9 million next year. Yeah. Right, yeah. but he needs to honor his contract. He shouldn't be asking to renegotiate now. Yeah. This is a little different than a normal contract in when you're talking about a sports team, you know. Because of those I, kinds I think, of factors, that, I don't think Zeke's focusing on Jason Garrett. Yeah, I, think, I don't. I don't think I, that's a primary think, thing, but maybe it's part just, of it. I just know? my my gut is that if Zeke, I think the players are okay with him holding out until we get to that first game, and then once right. it gets into if he's holding out week one, week two, week three. Then it's become a, it's going to become a little contentious when well, Mickey asks when, when, when it when it hurts them. Yeah. See, this doesn't hurt. Right. This doesn't hurt guys. them right. now. But Mickey, when Mickey goes in there and, and flips the pad open and asks a really tough question like about you know th- now you're going to see some guys grit and some well, teeth. Well, and this is what I wonder when it gets down to that. If it does, everybody who, loves the who's who's his, who's his best buddy on the team. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Are they? I mean. He really going to leave Dak high and dry in this situation when well they're trying could, to go yeah, win a Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, it you know, very if he well really could. feels like financially it's what he's got to do for his future, okay. But I got to see that. I got to see that because all it takes is one loss that could decide this division. You know, all you it takes is, yeah. all it takes is one missed game right. to decide this thing. And this is built to your point talking about all these guys going in their fourth year. One thing we don't talk about is all these guys down the line, all these worker bee guys, role players down the roster who have contracts expiring. Randall Cobb has an expiring contract after this year. Robert Quinn, this might be the best shot this team has because this team could look – there's a lot of young That's guys and a lot of good young talent, but th- this roster could look drastically different next year, 1 through 53. Yeah, that's why I asked the question about guys. Jerry. That's why I asked the question about Jerry yeah. that he feels a little betrayed right now. And so, is this the Cowboys' best roster since when? When we come back on Talking Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, you. Golly, I can't keep that microphone there. Oh, boy. That you want to use what the pros use? <laughs> I'm not a pro when it comes to a microphone. Jack Black is the official <laughs> men's skin care brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping. Go to GetJackBlack.com and use the code Cowboys. Cowboys. Kent would have marked that comment so fast. Caden marked that. I'm not a pro with a microphone. <laughs> Let's save that for a rainy day. He admitted it. I appreciate <laughs> that. We're making progress. <laughs> but by God, give me, for a, every day? give me yeah. a typewriter and I'll write you guys under the table. Smith Corolla. That's put, right. Put you still have a typewriter? I do. My, my I still have a typewriter. One. It's my yep. portable one that I used to carry to the games. Oh my and then you take I, the copy and put it on the telecopier, and they would spin it back to the newspaper. What sports, my, what sports writer did you almost punch because he used your phone? Gary, Gary Myers. Myers. Gary Myers. Oh, really? And I would have probably been right behind you punching <laughs> him as well. If you didn't get a good shot on him, I'd have got him In on the that ground. old press box in San Diego. Yeah. Back Jack Murphy Stadium. Back when you had to Jack uh, Murphy. order your own phone line to yeah. be able to. An old sports writer himself. Oh, Jack Murphy was a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a nice night. There be a Mickey Spagnola Stadium somewhere? I doubt that. <laughs> Chicago Heights. <laughs> Just wait. They Little probably, League, maybe. They probably forgot I was there. No, they've already named those stadiums after people from 50 years ago. <laughs> Jack and Cannon. Jack and Cannon Jack Field. Jack and Cannon Field. <laughs> All right. Um, no, actually, Sam Piazza. Sam Piazza. There you go. Okay. Uh, Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys. Cowboys. All right. This Cowboys roster. Michael Irvin was out here the other day. Mm-hmm. He said that he believes this is the most talented Cowboys roster. Well, he said in 25 years, but he meant since the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl. And then he corrected himself and said, since the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl. Best Cowboys roster since then. Tony Romo was interviewed yesterday uh, or the day before in Tyler, Texas, playing in the Texas State Amateur. Did he win? Uh, I believe he missed the cut. But, okay. uh, He's feast or famine on that golf stuff. Uh, he shot a 76 the second day, mm. which wasn't good enough. Not good enough. Uh, but he said this. he believes this is the most talented Cowboys roster since he first came into the league, which was 2003. He probably could take it back further than that, but that's all he, he qualified it with. So, 
how this is the most talented Cowboys roster since when? I'm going to try to save this thing. I'm going to try to save this team from the outside hype. Uh-huh. Because every time this happens, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Every time. So I, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. Why, why are you grinning at me? Because it, I, I love the, what you're saying I'm right sure there. I'm sure that roster in 1977 was really good. Was it 2009? It was a Cowboys camp in San Antonio, yeah. and I remember talking to Peter King yeah. and asking head. him about this. Cow- he was talking about the Cowboys offensive line. Yeah. yeah. And he thought that that Cowboys offensive line – no, it was the it was last year – the last year Wade. It was 2010. Yeah. Okay. When they got old. Yeah. Suddenly. And he said, and his big deal that training camp was, this is the best Cowboys offensive line. I put it on a par with those Super Bowl teams of the 90s. I remember that now. And and the Cowboys started the year, what, one and seven? One and seven, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking 08 when Hard Knocks was here, Mm -hmm. and it was was Super Bowl or bust. I I, I truly believe this. I don't think you can say they are better on paper necessarily than the 07 team. That went 13 and three and should have gotten to the NFC Championship game at minimum. You know they had the Giants at home, didn't win that game, and that looked like a huge missed opportunity. Um, just look at that team. I mean, Tony Romo was in his prime, put up Sky Wars numbers that year. Um, you had a nice two-headed running attack. You I had, heard that. You had a TO guy. <laughs> Remember Terrell Owens, yeah. Hall of Famer, Demarcus yeah. Ware rushing the passer, a big. Dominant offensive line. I mean, I, I don't think we're giving enough credit to that team. But there's no doubt this team has a ton of young talent. That's what's so exciting about it is how young these guys are. Yeah, I think you got to go You go back to 2007. Flozell Adams, Kyle Kozar, okay. So, okay. Andre Gerard, Leonard Davis was still playing well. Mark Colombo, Witten. Forgot uh, about Witten in his prime. And, yeah. then, and then you you shared the running back spot with Julius Jones and Marion Barber, and that was the year uh, that Barber scored 10 touchdowns after Julius Got Jones did all the work getting the ball down to the five-yard line. And it's like, okay, Marion, go score. Bill ju- – no, it wasn't Bill. It was uh, would have been Jason, right? Because Offensive coordinator. At, then. But Bill had started it the years before. It's like – Julius did all the work, and then right. Barber got all the touchdowns because sure. they, they said we're going to go with the big back at the at the goal line. Witten had 96 catches, Owens 81, and Creighton 50. You know, if your third receiver gets 50 catches, you'll take that mm-hmm. right now. So that, that roster was pretty good. Hit me the 92 or 93 Cowboy roster. Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I don't know that we – No, I'm, I'm just saying, and then go back to 1977. So I thought 93 that, that, was – I'm talking about Super Bowl teams. 93 was probably their, their best. Yeah, read so those starters. you had 2A, Newton, Stepnoski, uh, Kevin Gogan at right guard, and Eric Williams at right tackle. Okay, different line for the way they different played. Different kind of line. Different kind of line. This is a bully. They were the this, mashers. These, is, mm-hmm. these were bullies. And that the was line, Larry And Allen. the line yeah. today is more athletic. Movement, so, yeah. So in the era of being a bully, that yeah. that was the right. best you could be right there. Right. Emmett it, runs for 1,486 yeah. yards. Um, he also – Caught 57 passes. Michael had 88 receptions. What was the 94 offensive line? It changed because Larry Allen. Larry Allen ended up at right tackle because right. that was when uh, Eric, Eric Williams got in accident. the accident. Yeah. So basically, it was two and a Newton Stepnoski. Derek Kennard was pretty still good. Okay, but imagine that if Eric Williams hadn't had his yes. accident, yes. they, yeah. they would have had two and a Nate Step. Larry Allen at guard right. and Eric Williams at tackle. Well, think, wow, can, what an offensive okay. line. Who, who's, the, who's the only guy on this current offensive line that would have started on that group? Zach Martin, maybe? Yeah, Zach would have. Zach probably gets in at, at guard. Okay, would you have taken Frederick, uh, healthy Frederick over Stepnowski? And, and you guys know better than me on that. And, and you mean. probably Tyron Smith over 2-and-A. 2-and-A was good, but he ain't Tyron Smith. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. What a great player. Wow. So And Mike wasn't saying since those teams. Not that the, not that no, no, he's no, more he, talented than his Oh teams. no, not right, at all. Right. No, but he's since saying that era. In the last however yeah. twenty four years, yeah. he believes that this is the most talented roster since the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. He might be right. I wish you guys but, could go back and look at that seventy seven team. I keep mentioning that. 
Mm. And that's the one with Staubach and Pearson and Dorsett, Robert Newhouse, All Jethro those. Pugh, Randy White, Harvey Martin. You know, the secondary probably. Aaron Kyle Preston was a little Pearson but too, yeah. by the way. Charlie Waters, Cliff Harris. You know, those Tony are. Tony Hill. Yeah, those are those are all teams. Danny White was your punter. See, this is see that's why I'm saying if you if you say that and then you have to think of the great histories. Right. And I, I grew up in that era from 1972 to 1992 of watching this team play, and that's why I'll always fight for guys from that era. You know, mm-hmm. before the Joneses bought the team in 1989, because they played damn good football. They were very similar to what the Patriots are today. 77 you know, kind of, uh, might have been the best Cowboys team ever. I, uh, from without, the roster and how with, good without the defense a doubt. was. Mm-hmm. See, so when, so and I and I, I appreciate Michael Irvin. I appreciate Tony Romo, but I, again, I've lived through some of this, and I, I go back and think about those teams, and it's it's high praise to say, oh, this is the best. Now maybe they're saying it's because since we've known the team, maybe that's the yeah. attitude you have yeah. to take. And they're not, they're not saying that it's be, they're the better than the Super Bowl teams. Right. They're saying they're better since they won a Super Bowl. They and, might and not win the division. And yeah. look at it. This, <laughs> this is team might not win the division. Look how close they came to not winning it last uh, year. Absolutely. Rob this said it still, one game. This is, still, this is still a young team. Yeah. That's, but that's part of the excitement. That has to be signed. And the defense is young. You've got guys that are – you know, for second or third year that into this thing. That's young. That's why I think people will compare it, and Mike might be comparing it, because it's like the 91 team last year. I think you've made that comparison before. Now they're ascending. You're hoping they're ascending and they're kind of to hitting, a point. They're hitting the sweet spot of their of, of where those ascending players, and then they bring these veteran guys in. Yeah. If, if, they, if they still got what we think that they have left, like a Robert Quinn, like a Randall Cobb, you know, uh, those that veteran presence, and even, even Witten coming in here, they yeah, only have right. now with Morris. They've got four. But if Witten can play like old. he played before, you know, but and one, just that but veteran. one player might wreck this. If you think right. about it, that one player. Oh yeah, he might wreck this. He whole ain't thing. giving you, up. You need a super, You need a rushing. There's no question. You need a former rushing champ to win a Super Bowl. He ain't <laughs> giving up two hundred twenty-four thousand dollars a week to miss games. I will. Mickey, I, 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 that I, ain't happening. I think Jerry, it's two hundred and twenty-four thousand a week. Jerry's calling his bluff. Yeah. Jerry's going to call this bluff. I just think they need they need to slide on. Maybe it's too late to slide on the radar because it's it's out there now. All the hype is out there. Oh, yeah. There, but you know what? There's a lot of good teams in this conference. The Rams aren't going anywhere. The Saints aren't Bears. going anywhere. The Bears, the Eagles. And how long you has know, it been since a, a NFC East team has repeated as a division champion? Philly like 15 years ago. 2004, Philly. Yeah, yeah. Andy yeah. Reid team. Four yeah. in a row. Mm-hmm. That's right. And 15 I mean, no in one, a row without. And by the way, no one has won it more than two of the last three years, which they've done. Mm-hmm. Right. But fire the coach. <laughs> Even if he wins a division he, he, title he and he dir- wins three he, out of four. He directed that. At me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, looking at, no, no, I was no. looking at that camera nah, right it's, there. It's okay. No, it's okay. That's okay. You're right. Don't, but don't, fire the coach. I appreciate your – Nobody I, else in the in the, in the the division has done it. I appreciate your passion. Well, really it looks do. like that shot clock has got us again. Yeah. <laughs> what, shot clock done? got me? <laughs> what? I didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. All right, that does it for another edition of Talking Cowboys, I believe. Right, Caden? It okay. is. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we will talk at you again tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!